the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Hello and welcome to The Career Confidant and we're glad to see you today. And um, I'm just going to do this right now. It's going to cause a little ruffle, but we're going to make it happen. So we are here today with Ruth Winden and she is a career services provider who long time, Ruth, you spent a long time in an independent careers practice. And then you recently went in and started working inside an organization. So Ruth Winden, uh, when you're outside of London, is that correct? Yes, I'm in the north of England, in the beautiful north. Yeah, we're so glad to have you. So tell us a little bit about, well, I think it's interesting, just what happened? How did this transition happen? Because a lot of people that are in business are very nervous to go and get a full-time job. Yeah, I think I really went against the trend. So normally, you know, people are in an organization and then they build up all that experience and there comes a point where they think, oh, I've probably had enough of politics now. I, I leave and I set up my own business. And I did it the exactly other, you know, the other way around. So I ran my international career management business for 20 years and I had a wonderful time. And I got to the point in my own career where I felt I've done so many different things and I've worked with so many different organizations, but what I really miss is actually seeing things being implemented and, and building that network internally and really bringing about change in one organization. Because as a consultant, you know, you go in, you do your career development program, you work with people and you never quite know what happens in the end, you know. And I got to the point where I felt I've got at least another 10 years in me and where I can really focus in on, on my career. And and I also felt a little bit lonely. I mean, I know obviously, you know, like we all do, you know, we have big networks and I was never short of people I could pick up the phone and speak to or connect via Zoom, but I just missed being part of a team. And then all this came together and my absolute dream job was advertised and it was actually with a client of mine. And I thought this is the kind of job worth giving my independence up for. And so I applied and I used, you know, I joined the University of Leeds and it it was a very competitive process. And I thought, rightly so, I got a very good grilling and I really felt, yeah, I earned it. And I was over the moon when I got appointed. And also I think what helped was that I knew my future boss. That was obviously also Marie, you know, a big, you know, a big consideration. Am I, you know, being managed by someone else? You know, what kind of a person can I be managed by? And the wonderful thing is I'm extremely happy. It's now already three years. I can't believe where the three years have gone. And I'm part of a beautiful team, wonderful colleagues. My boss values my experience and gives me lots of autonomy. So I'm very, very lucky. I can bring in all my experience and bring in new programs and develop now that internal network and make change happen in one organization. That was my story. And everyone said, why are you doing it? You're supposed to do it the other way around. And I said, no, you know, I, I really want to see the change. I want to build the networks and we're 11,000 people. So that, you know, there's a big network to master. And, and now I can tell you a little bit more about the kind of things I do, but it's very much about, you know, transformative change. And that's really exciting. 
I love that. And one of the things that you get to do is work with people who are inside the organization, but wanting to manage their career in some ways. So I, I want to hear from you. What are some of the challenges you see people inside the organization struggling with as they navigate career development inside the organization? Yeah, I think one one of the challenges I saw immediately when I joined was that managing your career is a skill. And I think a lot of people, you know, they came into an organization and then they they got more and more opportunities, but we're not necessarily spending enough time on learning how to manage our, our careers. And so what I see is really the need to understand, okay, you know, how do I gain visibility internally? How do I develop my skill set? How do I, you know, put myself forward for opportunities? Basically, you know, this whole piece about how am I proactive, but also, you know, what is my reputation in the organization? How can I build networks, relationships, find people to support me? And, you know, it's it's a big challenge for people because, you know, we're also busy with our day-to-day -day jobs and taking time out and really thinking about, you know, who am I, what do I want to do, where I want to go, and how do I make that happen? It's not really different, Marie, from the clients we used, you know, I used to have, you know, independently in many ways. Yeah, but now they're trying to like you said, do it on top of their internal organization and maybe navigate a little bit more of the bureaucracy then obviously when you're changing organizations, you're an unknown and there's pros and cons to that. But when you're internal, there's all of that, uh, like you said, reputation management and understanding how the system works to get from here to there. Uh, is that one thing you get to work with people a little bit on? Absolutely. So tomorrow I'm starting a new group career program and it is for professional services colleagues and there are people who are really eager to network, to build the internal visibility, you know, to get ready for the next opportunity to get a promotion. And, and it is, you know, and it's wonderful to work with them because they're so, you know, really committed to their careers. And there's a lot to learn and there's also a lot to share. And I think one thing I take away from them is also they're so keen to to network and build those networks because a lot of people in in larger organizations they work in silos and you know and they feel they want to connect with people across the organization and make those really good you know worthwhile relationships and help each other and learn and that's really something that I can then support them in by running these group programs which is just an advantage rather than working one to one and then there's obviously you know, a lot of confusion as well, Marina. I mean, AI is taking over and how does that work? And I mean, our organization, you know, we have a license to LinkedIn Learning. So that's really important to our organization. So everyone has access to that. And there are lots of new things in LinkedIn Learning that they might not be aware of, you know. And so, you know, our internal opportunities are also signposted through LinkedIn Learning. I know this because I'm a career professional and, you know, as career professionals, we are always on top of these things. But if you're busy, busy, busy with your day job, it might just not be on your radar. Mm. So I heard two things there. One, the power of people and not just inside your silo, but across. And a lot of people miss that, right? That they think, oh, my opportunities for advancement will be internal to my silo. And even if that's true, they miss that the relationships they have across the organization will impact that positively or negatively, right? Because someone else's boss is talking to your boss and they can either be an advocate for you or not. 
And then I also heard this learning piece of mapping what you learn and what you take the time learn to learn to what's important to the organization. So let's go back to the, the networking piece first and tell me how you see that play out um, for people when they decide they're going to network outside of their silo. I think for me, it is really, you know, taking up opportunities um, to engage with other people. And we're very, very lucky in my organization because, for instance, you know, we we have a network of women at Leeds and there are thousands of us in there and it's on on teams and lots of events, um, you know. There are a lot of events, um, training opportunities, speakers coming in. So, you know, we're, we're not short of opportunities to meet other people. And I personally, I'm a big fan actually since COVID, because I joined during COVID, you know, there are many opportunities that people have by being online. You know, you can take part in, in, in meetings you might not have been able to take part in before, you know. So there's certainly something about, but it, it requires people to be curious to be confident and to show up, you know, and also to carve out that little bit of time. It doesn't have to be a lot, but, you know, even let's say, you know, an hour or half an hour a week, you know, that really is already a starting point where you can really engage with people beyond your own direct working environment. Yes. Well, and we are, um, we're talking today because you're coming to the Career Thought Leader Symposium in Lisbon in April and talking about those online opportunities, but then also the power of the in-person opportunity. And I'm excited Absolutely. to get to see people in person because that kind of cements those online relationships, right? Yeah. And I have to admit, I mean, I am now back um, in, in doing a lot of in-person events and you just cannot beat it. I mean, it's an absolute delight. But also, you know, a lot of colleagues, not a lot, but, you know, some of our colleagues are remote. And so I really have to strike the balance. Um, but being in person and, you know, and seeing each other in, in the room and seeing people, you know, and their facial, you know, their facial expressions and the joy you could have, the laughter and, and getting down and doing some really good work together. That electric, you know, sort of atmosphere, you know, you just, I don't know, you just can't get that online, can you? <laughs> No, no. And it's so interesting because the first time we went back in person after missing a few years because of COVID, I thought, oh, is this worth it? Because it's a lot of work, as you know, having run mm. events too. And the moment that people started to show up, it was like, yes, this is worth it. So if you're a career thought leaders, uh, a career services provider, check out careertl.com backslash simp. 24, so SYMP Symposium 24, and um, join us. There's still space and time to join us in Lisbon. We are going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to talk with Ruth a little bit more about this internal career development, what people can be doing to develop your career, whether you're working today or not. And we'll be right back in just a few minutes. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device. 
including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answer Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we're talking with Ruth Winden, who's at the Leeds University in the UK. And Ruth, you've been talking about the importance of developing the career internally. We've talked a little bit about relationships. We're going to talk a little bit about learning. But before we go on to learning, I don't know, anything that you would add around relationships and kind of that social capital and how people figure out like who's the most important for you to re- maintain those relationships with? Yeah, I think it's it's being aware of, you know, who, who the movers and the shakers are and who the influencers and, you know, which teams are growing, where where the strategy is going um, of your employer and, you know, the things in the pipeline and really keeping a very close eye on, you know, where we're heading as an organization, what are the priorities, where am I interested and ideally suited to make a difference? And you know, having this, you know, having this radar of what's what's going on is so important. And then really looking out for okay, what are the opportunities? And importantly, also, you know, not just the opportunities, but actually, what are they looking for? What kind of people? What kind of skill sets? And getting ready for that. And in many ways, you know, Marie, I mean, you know, this is our bread and butter um, work in in careers, isn't it? It, There's nothing fancy about it. It's just being very clear about what do I want? um, What is out there? And how do I position myself strongly for those opportunities? And, you know, this reverse engineering, looking at, okay, if I want to be doing, let's say, you know, I'm a project manager and I want to be a senior project manager in three years time. You look at the job description that are that is out there and you keep an eye on those that are coming out all the time and see, okay, what are they asking for? You know, what is the shift here? Is there something different from maybe a few years ago? And for instance, AI is on everyone's radar these these days. So can I upskill myself in in AI and stand out from other con, you know other candidates? Because in project management, I can see lots of applications of AI. 
So how do you stand out? You know, just having that awareness of what's happening in your field, in the industry, in your organization, what's coming and, and being ready. And, you know, and again, you know, we said that earlier, you know, it does take time and effort, but I think it's also exciting. And the beautiful thing is in an organization like a university, we're all learners. I mean, when you look at the StrengthsFinder profile in our organization, of course, so many people are learners and that's such a strength. So use that learner to really be on top of you know, positioning yourself and, and having those skills ready for when they're needed. Yeah, and I love that when you think about the relationships. And oftentimes people can think if I'm forming relationships strategically, then it's not authentic. And we want to prevent that kind of black and white, yes or no thinking. You can think strategically about where would the relationships be a good thing for your career, but then also balance that with the authenticity of really wanting to build relationships with people and only building the relationships with people where you have that connection because there's plenty of opportunities. So we don't need to have that kind of either or mindset, right? Absolutely. And I think it's for me, it's really doing a good job. I mean, when I came into the university three years ago, I knew a few people, but I certainly didn't know as many people as I know now. And I was very conscious, you know, I needed to do a great job and I was very motivated and I'm obviously very committed to my job and my role and I want to make that impact. And then you just build that reputation slowly and steadily. And I wasn't constantly thinking, oh, is this person useful for me? Because that that is just such a strange way of doing it, isn't it, Marie? But for me, it was more like, who can I connect with? Um, who's Who can I get interested in my work? Who do I maybe need to convince? You know, who, need to, who do I need to get on board? And really showing up and doing the work and doing great work. And before you know it, people come to you and ask you to do things and your reputation grows. And there might not have been people on my radar when I started out, but you know that doesn't matter because it's building that reputation. I'm not a big fan of just saying, okay, I make my list and I only in, you know, I'm only looking for the superstars or, you know, the people who I think have power, you know, it just doesn't work like that, Marie, does it? No, no. And sometimes the people that you would think don't have the power actually do. And so that's why you just go and meet people. Exactly. And who do I make that connection with? You've talked a little bit about the learning and the learner inside of an academic department, but that learning is so important for everyone. Um, I was fascinated to hear that you've got that LinkedIn learning connected to the advancement in your organization. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, so um, you will find that many organ you know universities in the UK have a LinkedIn license, and that means that every student and every staff member has free access to LinkedIn and LinkedIn Learning. And so, you know, and we we have people who work hard on this. We have experts on LinkedIn Learning in the organisation, and we we share a lot of good practice and what people are using LinkedIn Learning for, and we develop our own pathways. And what I like a lot on LinkedIn learning is not just the learning opportunities, but actually, you know, there is something about career goals and really, um, which is a feature I think that is just not well known enough, is it, Marie? You know, it's it's so useful because you can put in either, okay, I want to advance in my role or I want to advance, you know, make a slight change and put that that new career goal in into the system. And then LinkedIn comes along and gives you lots of useful suggestions about what skills you need to develop and what courses you should do and what you should learn. And then what we use very uh, extensively is also, you know, all our internal opportunities, the job roles get shared on LinkedIn 
learning as well internally. So I always say to people, keep, you know, keep an eye on it and see what's coming up and see who's who else is in these roles. So, I mean, it's a beautiful networking opportunity via LinkedIn learning and LinkedIn because LinkedIn gives us all this information that you might actually overlook if you are not tuned into that because large organizations, you can't know everyone and you LinkedIn Basically, LinkedIn Learning just pushes these people into your into your you know into your field, and you see them, and that's a really good help as well. Yeah, that's interesting. I just think of you know you might not have LinkedIn Learning at your organization, so thinking about how it doesn't have to be just LinkedIn Learning, but how there might be other learning opportunities inside your organization. So if you're listening and you think, oh, Ruth, I don't have LinkedIn Learning, there still might be opportunities for you there. Um, so share just a little bit about the group work that you've been doing, because that's going to be the focus of your presentation at the symposium. How has that added value for you and for the people that you serve? Yeah, so I'm I'm lucky that my employer was very keen on my group coaching experience, because what we're interested in is, you know, deeper transformation. And as much as I love one-to-one -one work and one-to-one -one coaching or mentoring, what the groups offer us is, you know, having a cohort of people um, in similar situations at work, um, go going through things together and developing, you know, much clearer career management skills. And the group process offers an opportunity for people also to learn from each other. I think for me, that's such an important piece. Yes, I'm a careers expert, but when you work one-to-one, -one, you're always in that expert role. But when I work with a group, you know, I really try hard to help everyone in the team, in the group, to recognize their own career management skills, and then they start helping each other. And that also reinforces um, for people that they actually have a lot more skills than, than their thought. And so I'm running several career programs in groups at the moment um, with different cohorts from people who work in professional services to researchers to academics. And I just love the dynamics of it, you know, because people might find it a little bit unusual to start with doing things in a group, but, you know, I have, you know, I've spent many years of my career as a facilitator. So when you can really facilitate the groups, the dynamics, it brings out the best of people. And also one person said to me last time, I feel less lonely now. You know, some people do feel a little bit lonely at work and having a group and a really positive, supportive, trusted environment, obviously in confidential, that can give people a wonderful opportunity and a safe space to explore, to hear other people's ideas, to get affirmation from their colleagues and then go, you know, go through a, a process that takes them through a journey. And my programs are often four months, six months long. So I really get to know people and that's an added bonus. So I'm a big fan. And what we've seen is really big transformations. And as much as, you know, organizations, we offer workshops and shorter intervention, that's all great. But the real transformation you don't necessarily get from a workshop. You know, the real transformation comes from being you know, in a process for a longer time and having that headspace. And that's what people say to me often. Oh, this was a program six months long. And the lovely thing is I always thought about my career. It was always at the back of my mind. You know, you ask us to do all these exercises and activities and share and learn and grow. And, and then they make the transition. And very often it's either a transition into the next level up or, um, you know, the university is very open about 
you know, also helping people if, if, if they have other di career directions in mind, you know, to help people move forward, you know, we're, we're really good like an as an employer like that. So that group process can bring out the best in people. But I also want to say it's not for everyone. So, you know, if people don't like to share or if they're not comfortable in groups or if they'd rather have, you know, one-to-one -one support, then I'd say don't go into groups. But so far, so good. And it's a really special part of my of my life at the university doing things with with groups and helping them really have deep transformations in their careers. I love that. Well, and it might help someone who's thinking about joining a career coaching group um, think about it a little bit differently. So I love that you shared that. So share just a few takeaways. If someone's coming to the symposium, what would they expect to get from your uh, presentation? What would some of the takeaways be? Yeah, so I want to share, first of all, you know, why I think this is the best time ever to start group programs, because, you know, in this economic climate, people you know, want to find good solutions, but also they want to connect with others. So I think the time for group coaching really has come. And then I, I want to share, you know, how do you plan it? Um, what are some of the advantages? What are some of the things you have to look out for? How can you really make it work? Um, how can you market it? Because I'm aware, you know, a lot of our colleagues are not in organizations. They run their own businesses. So how can you get a group off the ground? But also if you're in an organization, how can you convince others that that is a good, you know, a good thing to do? And I want to go really deep and be very honest with my experience. I've done this for 15 years now. And, you know, I learn every single time I run a new group. So some of the facilitation tips, some of the things in terms of group dynamics, this is what often I think when I see other people talk about group coaching programs that they don't really go into that very much. But this can, this is where things can go really, you know, can be a little bit difficult. Or people say, "Oh, I haven't got that experience." So some of these tips, how do you, how do you set up a group from the beginning so you build that trust so that people feel comfortable, you know? And I can share some really lovely little exercises I do that I've learned over the years that really gives you a strong start and then things fall into place and then you can take the group with you. Oh, I love that. Well, I'm so looking forward to seeing you in Lisbon. And I know that the career coaches and other career service providers in our network are really going to benefit from that. So thank you so much for sharing today. And um, I can't wait to see you in Lisbon, April 10th through the 12th. If you're interested, careertl.com backslash SYMP24. So we'll see you in Lisbon, Ruth. And thank you so much. Thank you. And I can't wait and hug my colleagues who've come from all over the world. <laughs> yes. yes, and we are going to take a short break here on The Career Confidant. We'll be back and we're going to talk a little bit more about how to manage your career. But we're going to say goodnight to Ruth for now. And thank you so much, Ruth. Thank you. We'll be right back on The Career Confidant. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. 
Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Say It Skillfully is my radio show about being who you are and saying what you think needs to be said. This is your host, Molly Chang. I'll help you find the right words to tackle any challenging conversation you've been avoiding. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. You'll learn how to achieve success on your terms and be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in your life. Check out sayitskillfully.com for practical resources, including my 90-second videos, real-life examples showing you how to speak up skillfully. I invite you to call in with your questions. Join me live every Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. And no, I'm cheering for you. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. tuned in to the career confidant with marie zimanoff if you have a question or comment for marie or her guest today please call 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 you may also send an email to marie at strategicadvantage.com. now back to the career confidant Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we were talking with Ruth Winden about how to develop your career internally. And we talked a little bit about that networking piece, really identifying how do you make those connections across your organization. And different types of us are going to do that in different ways. For a more strategic person, that's how you might start, is where are the the gaps, who do you want to talk to, where do you want to move, and you'll start there and then every interaction will be a little bit more purposeful. It still doesn't need to be inauthentic, it's it's just strategic, thinking about that and then moving that way. For others who enjoy going to the company mixers and having a little bit more open-ended conversations, they will just go do those things, but then they want to approach it strategically as well. Okay, who did I meet? Who did I really connect with? How do I maintain that connection? How do I maintain those connections that will help me move in the direction I want to go? And of course, none of those things are a one-way street. We're connecting with people who will also help you, but that you can help them. And those are those relationships that it doesn't have to be you helping them necessarily in a work setting, but helping them in whatever way you can. You're always looking for that opportunity because it's a real well, you know, a real relationship that you want to make those connections and and be connected. So when we think about how you form those relationships, how you think about where you want to go, um, there's a model that I created a, a few years ago about career management. And Ruth said this, although it's just one little thing that she said, that you've got to do your job well where you are now. And when you don't like your job, that can be challenging. And thinking about 
how it helps you get where you want to go can be helpful. So finding the purpose in your job. And I always say that, you know, purpose is not something that anyone else gives to you. It's it's a verb. You show up with it. You decide what it is. And you can find that purpose in the job you're in now. That can help you do a better job in the job you're in now because you're going to be limited in your success internally as well as externally if you're not doing a good job in the job you are in now. Then you've got to say, okay, where you are now, what are your opportunities to leverage that job to get other experiences that you might want to meet the people that you might want? And when you've got that foresight of at least a short-term goal of where you'd want to go next, you can think about what in your current job could you do to build yourself those opportunities? Are there meetings you could go to where you'd meet some of those people? Are there opportunities or special projects you could take on where you would meet people and get the skill sets you want to get or build visibility for the skill sets you already have that will help you move into that next role that you want? So it's kind of that three-pronged approach in your current job. Are you performing? doing it well? Are you networking? So kind of using where you are right now to build those relationships inside or outside your organization that could be helpful. And are you learning in terms of the skill sets that you need to, to take that next job on? So that's in your current job. We've got to be doing that right now. Then thinking about, okay, that short-term goal that I want to take and move towards, how might I take on a volunteer opportunity that will really get me one step closer to that job. Now, this might be internal to your organization, but it also might be external. It might be a volunteer opportunity. It might be an association leadership job. It might be something completely outside, but the, the test of it is, does it bring you those skills you want for that next job that you're interested in? Because there's likely a, a gap in terms of what you have now from what you need to have to get that next role. And finding those opportunities to, to really gain that skill are going to be important. Then, of course, you're going to start that networking, of uh, the, the strategic networking to really build the people in those areas that will know you when you apply for the job. So we used to say, you know, it's who you know. But now, I mean, it's really who knows you and what do they know about you? So we're looking for opportunities to network and build visibility for those new skill sets, which we might get in that volunteer opportunity. We might get in, in a new project we take on, et cetera. But we're really looking for that. Who are the people that are in those decision-making roles where I want to go? And how can I build relationships with them and visibility with them so that they see the skills I want to have? And that can get me into that next role. Then we also think kind of long-term of um, what, what do I want long-term and how do I build my network towards those long-term goals might be a little different than the short-term goals. And what do I need to learn? How do I maybe even research? What are the gaps that I need to learn? I might not be ready to start learning them yet. Um, you know, I've got a lot of time if that's my longer term goal to get there. But I've got to start doing that research to figure out what are the gaps? What will I need to learn? How do I put all those pieces together? And of course, continuing the networking towards that long term goal as I as I build relationships from one 
on one organization to the next, one type of job to the next, whatever that might look like. So when I put all of those pieces together, that comes into to a lot of what Ruth was talking about in terms of the relationships I need to have and the skill sets I need to build. And not forgetting that there's oftentimes a lot of learning opportunities available inside your organization. Do you have a learning organization support? Most of the most big companies do. If you have a smaller company, they might not, but you may be able to get some support in taking classes or or whatever it might be towards what you would like to have. And, and maybe using some of those external resources like Coursera, free courses through lots of organizations that are offered there, um, free courses that might be offered through uh, websites, three free courses that might be offered um, through big universities, which is very popular right now. And then also some paid opportunities. But honestly, you know, paying for like a LinkedIn learning, I would check out most of my free options first because there are so many, some of which that are going to bring um, better credibility. For instance, I could go get a certificate in something for very low fee from many high-named organizations or universities versus uh, the same fee I might pay to LinkedIn Learning. So what is going to fit for you? First, checking what's available inside your organization, then checking out some of those free options and, and the massive online open courses that might be available. And then what paid options might be the next great step. Now, researching towards those paid options can be a great networking strategy. So I can reach out to people in my industry, my peers, the people that are one level up, the people that have the jobs I want, and ask them about the courses that they've taken or the courses that I'm considering, what might help build that gap. So the visibility goes beyond the networking a little bit because those relationships that you form are so critical, but you're not going to form relationships with everyone you need to be visible to. So you want to think about other ways that you could build your visibility internally and externally. This is where we start talking about some of the online ways that you can interact, but this doesn't have to be social media. Social media can be uh, a good fit for some people, but it's not a good fit for everyone. You might have internal organizational channels where you can get engaged in conversations, share information, ask questions and you know people sometimes call it the in you know the company's interweb your slack channels whatever it might be that really give you that opportunity to be visible and participate in conversations inside the organization then attending meetings or other internal opportunities that give you the connections that you want to have so you're thinking about how do i build these relationships but also, how do I build visibility? And you can do them at the same time, participating in meetings, turn on your video. I mean, it seems silly, right? But if you're not there visually, it's harder for people to see that you're there. Uh, systems like Zoom, right? It's the people that have their camera on that rise to the top of the visual field. And that's where you want to be. doesn't mean you have to have your camera on the whole meeting, but do engage, turn that on and be 
participating in those opportunities so that you can get all of the benefit from them, not just the, you know, the the what information, but also the visibility and relationships. And so as I'm thinking about that um, piece of it, you've got the the relationships, the learning, the visibility, and how are you going to build that so that you can position yourself for for the next opportunity. And one of the you know, favorites that our organization talks about is professional associations, not just because we are one, but we hear over and over again from our career coaches that they're talking to their individuals about how do you build those opportunities inside your industry. And really those are so much built in already. Your industry associations having events, they're having meetings, they're putting out some kind of written publication, they have social media content that you can interact with. And all of those opportunities are just ripe for you to go out and figure out what works for you, how do you wanna plug in, but don't miss out on those opportunities to engage in your profession or even a desired profession when you can research and find the organizations for the organ the industry you're interested in, even if you're not in it yet, and start participating in those conversations or at least watching the conversations to see what are the trends, what's important, what are people talking about? You can learn the language and even uh, start to join in in those conversations as it's appropriate. And I'll put in my <laughs> continual plug to check out not just LinkedIn groups, but also Facebook groups. Ask the professional association where they're engaging because it might surprise you where people are and how they're the most active. And of course, now there's a lot of off-site opportunities as well in proprietary groups. So you want to build those relationships that the skill set, the the learning that you need, and that visibility, and maybe even find opportunities to do all three at the same time. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll finish up talking about how you can promote yourself and find those promotion opportunities inside an organization, and we'll be right back in just a few minutes. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. A little birdie told me Voice America is on X. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Are you a business owner, 1099 contractor, part-time employee, or volunteer who needs group health coverage you can actually afford? Do you know a nonprofit who would benefit from unlimited zero-cost funding? How about cost reduction, school safety, mental health wellness, and more? All these and more are fair game on finding certainty. If you want more certainty in your own life, you are not alone. Join us each Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern, 
on the Voice America Business Channel. Find your own brand of certainty and realize your personal American dream with Finding Certainty, hosted by Patrick Lang. Let's unwrap the certainty experience together. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we've been talking about career advancement and how we can use our current role to springboard that advancement and how we can learn to navigate inside the organization. And I've got to say, so I recently started a leadership position inside a uh, nonprofit organization uh, because, you know, I wasn't busy enough. And one of the missteps that I made in the first few months of this leadership position was not understanding who all the players were, who all the powers that be were, and that just an individual that had had not seen around that much, who had come to a few meetings, but hadn't said much. And I didn't understand the role that this person played within the side the organization and uh, misstepped, right? Didn't ask for their input on something and it didn't it didn't go over well it caused some it caused some strife and that is one of the challenges inside any organization and even if we're an entrepreneur we have that that challenge with either clients or customers or uh, potential clients or colleagues that we're interacting with as peers that we always want to well one um, be aware and and be Looking at the nonverbals that people give off, um, I think that's particularly challenging for us sometimes when we're in the hot seat, right? The meetings that I'd attended where this person had also attended, I was in charge and I was too busy trying to get my bearings of the process and the technology and all of those things to really pay attention to the nonverbals amongst the people and also to do some one-on-ones and really get the lay of the land by having conversations one-on-one with people around what's going on in the organization. Um, Who should I connect with on this issue or that issue? Those are questions to be asking when when we're in a group setting of any kind. And what I've seen for employees, and I made these mistakes myself when I was employee, is that oftentimes we get too busy doing our job to do our job, that we are too busy doing the day-to-day to really look at what's going on inside the bigger picture of the organization. Or maybe we think that that is just a distraction from what we should really be, pay, be paying attention to uh, to do our job well. And we don't recognize the impact, not just to our career, but to our, our effectiveness, to our happiness, to um, and, and everything that we do when we aren't paying attention to what's really going on inside the organization. And so I think about that and the 
way that we might want to kind of sweep the bureaucracy under the rug or not pay attention to it and how it does impact our ability to do our job, our ability to get the next job, um, and our ability to really enjoy where we're working. And we think that by avoiding the bureaucracy, we will be happier, right? Ignorance is bliss. Um, but after we've been around for a little while, we know that that's really not true because eventually that ignorance catches up to us um, and, and it does worse damage than it would have if we would have learned of it upfront. So thinking about that um, and the relationships inside of your workplace, you know, how are you building relationships in your current role? How are you making sure that you're maintaining those relationships? And then what are some of those maybe even relationships you've avoided because of the bureaucracy inside your organization? And what might you do to start building that bridge so that it doesn't impact you negatively right now or in the future? Most of us have that person in your brain where you avoid them or whatever it might be. And how might you bridge that gap? Um, the two points, so I was teaching a, a leadership class this weekend and the facilitator, main facilitator shared a couple of thoughts. One is that assuming positive intent. And this is harder than we think it is to really do it, to really assume that when you interact with someone that they are coming at it in the best way they know possible, that they have the, the best um intentions. And of course, the better we communicate, the more we'll be on the same page and hopefully those intentions will align because we've got a shared goal. But even when that might not be the case, to just assume that that person you're connecting with has the best intentions, wants good things for the people that you're both serving, the organization that you work for. And when you bring that assumption in to your conversation, it just changes the dynamic. A lot of times we come into a uh, conversation with a lot of negative assumptions um, about the person, bad things that we think they intend or want. And uh, at the very least, it'd be nice to be neutral, but that's pretty challenging. So we think about how can I come in kind of assuming that in positive intent. And that doesn't mean that I'm going to be blind, blindsided, blindsided or uh, naive, but it does mean that I come in with that positive um, with that positive intent assumption from the beginning. Then, of course, you've got curiosity and that when someone doesn't agree with me that I can stay curious as to why and leading with that curiosity instead of ego is really where we try to come to as a coach right is that I'm coming into this one believing that my client is the expert that they're whole that they know their life and that's what's really important of course I can offer additional thoughts on other matters, but when it comes right down to it, they are the ones that will have to live their life and therefore be the expert in it. And then when I come at it with that coach approach, it's really my goal is to ask the questions, frame, maybe provide a framework, but have that curiosity be the lead not the the ego where I feel like I know it all and I'm going to tell it to you, but that 
I'm interested to know where you're coming from, what's factoring into your decisions, what's going to be best for you, what the gaps might be that we could fill together, but not taking that, um, you know, kind of hierarchical approach, but that more flat power structure of we're in this together. So if you're in an organization and you're thinking about forming more relationships to build your career, Take those two little pieces with you, that assuming positive intent and using your curiosity and looking for opportunities to build your network, to have those real authentic conversations and relationships with people, and then also continue your learning, which comes back to the, the humility of leading with curiosity is that I don't know it all. And I'm going to learn, I'm going to find those gaps so that I can fill them. And I'm going to continue not to just learn from educational opportunities, but from the people that I engage with every single day. And the only way that I can learn from them is to bring uh, those positive assumptions of intent and the curiosity into what I do every day. So if you're a career services provider, whether that's a career coach or work in a university, work independently, we welcome you to join our virtual community at Career Thought Leaders. We have Career Thought Leaders group on Facebook. We also have um, Career Thought Leaders group on LinkedIn. It's not the easiest place to, to connect, but we're there. Um, and you're also welcome to join us every Tuesday. We go live on our YouTube channel, Career Thought Leaders YouTube channel, on our Facebook page, on our LinkedIn company page on, on LinkedIn every single Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern time. So you can get some more specific resources for career services providers. And of course, we hope to see you in Lisbon, April 10th through the 12th, careertl.com backslash SYMP24. Thank you. And we will see you again next week right here on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.